We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. KJ Podcast, what up my people? Thanks for tuning in. Wednesday night edition. Always in a better mood on a Wednesday. That 24-hour rule after an NFL loss, it's, it's really a thing. Emotions feel better. Just worked out, feeling good. Adam Kaplan is going to join the pod. One of my favorite NFL guests. The theme he kind of hit home on is what I've been tweeting this week. Don't really judge the offense right now. The 49ers defense, you kind of judge the last nine games of the season. They haven't been horrible. There's been worse defenses in the league for sure. They're about, you know, 22nd, 25th in the league. That's not good enough. You need to be average on defense. I don't think that's a huge ask. BlueWirePods.com. Undraftable is our seventh podcast. We launched it today. Any ridiculous sports headline. Rondo CP3 fight. Booger McFarlane, OBJ, Pissgate. The ridiculous sports stories, they'll cover it on Undraftable. Kyle Madsen, Shrieky Shooter, give them a listen. Yeah, this is about the 49ers defense to close the season. Things have been pointed out on film this week. I saw them. Brian Baldinger saw it. Dante Whitner saw it. The 49ers are not getting lined up correctly. This isn't just by the goal line. A lot of times, teams come into the game knowing, look at this gaping hole the 49ers are leaving on the D-line. Look at a linebacker out of position here. Teams are attacking gaps in this Seattle scheme. The 49ers are just not in the right position right now. Salah's not on the hot seat, but they continue to play this poorly and don't make adjustments, and the sophomore slump 
last the entire year for Ruben Foster, Solomon Thomas. They finally moved Solly inside his most snaps there all season. One of his better games. Still wasn't earth-shattering. Pro Football Focus is calling it a 77 grade. You got to leave him inside. Do you want this guy to have success? You play Solomon Thomas inside. Shuffle around other pieces. You're not, you're not worrying about Eric Armstead's development as much as you are Solomon Thomas, the number three overall pick, the supposed crown jewel of this regime so far, the, the player that you got to pick. You got to prop him up for success. Even if you think he's a miss, you got nine games to figure it out. Good to see him playing inside. Yeah, I mean, I'm calling up Julian Taylor. I'm giving Ronald Blair more snaps at defensive end. I'm phasing out Earl Mitchell. He's not a part of the plans going forward. He's done. When has he made a play? When is this defense going to make a play? Three turnovers, unacceptable. Let's get to Adam Kaplan. It was a great conversation. Touched on a lot of different things. And then we'll jump out again on the other side. On the line, one of my favorite NFL minds, guy I respect. He's worked for ESPN. He's on Sirius XM. You hear him on WIP. Adam Kaplan, my man, what's going on? Good to talk to you, Kevin. Yeah, it's, uh, we are now on week number eight. The season is flying by. Uh, you know, there, every season, this is my 20th year of covering the National Football League. There, there's surprises, there's disappointments. Things happen like you thought. It's just This is why we love it, because the unpredictability Right when you think you know a team or what they're going to do, something else happens. It's been unbelievable. It's the best reality show on television. We're lucky to be close <laughs> yep. to it. We talked in the offseason, you and I. I had high expectations for the 49ers. Obviously, the wheels to the wagon have fallen off. Let's just quickly go over what's happened. Jimmy Garoppolo tears his ACL. He didn't get the reps he needed this season. They have the worst turnover margin in the league, minus 15. Yep. Sophomore slumps. Everyone from the last draft class is struggling. Now, granted, Jimmy G's out. That They kind of expected it. But the guys on defense, Salma Thomas, Ruben Foster, everyone's been struggling. The Seattle scheme looks a little flawed. They don't have the personnel to play it. There's roster holes clearly at wide receiver edge corner. C.J. Beathard's inconsistent. Now there's worry about if John Lynch is going to get this pick right. They're going to be picking in the top five, likely. Um, your, your perspective. It, it's a mess here. Listen, I, I made T-shirts, trust the Shannon plan. A lot of people bought them. A lot of people are still <laughs> bought, people are still bought into Kyle. It's not his fault as much as it seems. Uh, I know he's been involved in, in personnel decisions, but we're going to d- dive into all these issues I just brought up. What are you thinking about the Niners right now? Well, before Garoppolo and McKinnon tore their ACLs, I had them at 8-8. Eight eight. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was expecting them to be you know on the track that they had last year, the the, the win streak, the, the juice that uh, Garoppolo bought to the building just brought to everyone. And I, you know, I'm talking to the Niners. I mean, they were so excited uh, to, to get him going with McKinnon. McKinnon's a great fit. I talked to Kyle about that. Um, you know, I spent a couple minutes with him, and I know how excited he was with all the, you know, all the new personnel. Um, defensively, I, I mean, I'm not going to back off this. I said it when I was there. I was like, who in the world could rush the passer that they have? Now, I'll, I'll, I'll defend them in one way. It's the only way I'm going to defend it. When they, this regime inherited this defense, totally not a fit for their for, for Salah's defense. Totally not a fit. They're forced to keep these guys. You can't blow up a defense in one season. Uh, I strongly believe, Kevin, next year, 
that the majority of their draft will be on defense. They have to. Uh, you know, receiver-wise, they're going, to, they're going to be okay. I don't know if Garcon will be back, but if Goodwin signs an extension when he's healthy, he's, really, he's, he's very effective. Uh, you know, Pettis, in his flashes when he was healthy, uh, they, they have enough. Trent Taylor's a pretty good young slot receiver. They'll, they'll be fine there. Offensively, Kevin Garoppolo will come back from his ACL. I don't worry about that. Look, look what Carson Wentz has done, coming back from one of the most horrific knee injuries. Not that Garoppolo's Carson Wentz, but you can come back from these injuries fairly well. I'm not worried about that. Kyle's a brilliant offensive mind. I'm worried about the defensive personnel. To me, they need to overhaul that D-line. Other than Buckner, who can rush the passer? Tell me, Kevin. Who, are, who can rush the pass on that defense? This is the problem, too, Adam. They're not r- lining up correctly. They're not diagnosing plays. There's miscommunication all the time. Robert Sala, I like him. I think he's a good young coach. But I don't know if they're going to look into bring they, – they tried to bring in Ken Norton. Remember that? And then he went to Seattle. I think they wanted more of a veteran presence. Um, it, it seems like coaching has been an issue. Richard Sherman's locked everything down. But, yeah, you're right. They thought Solomon Thomas – they looked at the film, thought he could play again on the edge, and it's not working. They finally moved him inside last week. He looked decent. He really should only play inside. Now that's going to move. Exactly. But it's going to move Buckner from three tech to more of the to a, a one tech nose tackle. That's really not where you want him either. So they, you're right. They don't have the right pieces there. But nine games left. They got to see Solomon Thomas. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if Robert Sala is on the hot seat. I'm wondering if Solomon Thomas, if he fizzles out, you can't trade him for a six round pick. No, they got to give it. They got, he's got to play, man. He's just got to play. You know, it's funny. You mentioned he, he's, he's playing inside. That's what everyone in the National Football League told me. When he's too small to be a, he, he, you, you can't have, he, the way you got to free him up. You got to line him up where they can use his speed inside. Got to know what a player is when you draft them. And that's just the way they got to get, they got to use Solomon Thomas the right way. Um, you know, the, the other thing is, and I, I don't want to blame everything on injuries, but it, you're not being fair if you don't bring it up. My God, their injury issue, the first, Kyle's first two years. Look at there, and I chart, I, no one does this, what I do. I, I have an Excel file of every single injury every player suffered this, this month, other than the Colts. I'm talking the volume of players on their injury report every week. It's crazy the amount of players are, are, are hurt for them. And, you know, it's just, it's a shame. I mean, what can you do? But it's the secondary, really, that's been, the D-line hasn't had a lot of injuries. Their secondary's Ward, you know the list. The, 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 you go through it. Colbert, Colbert's out for the season. Uh, Ward, Hart, you go through the list. you got to keep guys on the field. I mean, it's just, it's a shame, but it is what it is. They, they mismanaged secondary. They thought Jimmy Ward could be a backup corner and spell Akella Witherspoon all year. Granted, every team in the league is having second cornerback issues. It's a throwing league. The, the receivers are just better than second cornerbacks. But Akilah Witherspoon, they traded up in the third round. They really like this guy. I don't think he can start for them next year. They're going to have to pick a cornerback very high in the draft. They have other needs. I, I don't think they can rule out picking a corner in the top ten. If the edge rusher they don't like is there, they may have to look at a Greedy Williams from LSU. It's already getting to the draft talk out here. That's what sucks. Like I thought the defense this year could, <laughs> could, could take a step. Tart is not an impact player. I think Eric Reed's making a bigger impact in Carolina than Tart is. That's someone they let go. John Lynch, I don't know if he's evaluating things correctly on defense. They passed on Jamal Adams. They passed on some really good names. Uh, Derwin James is someone they could have had. I get it. O-line, they prioritize it. They're running the football well. Kyle needs that with Jimmy G. That could look great next year. But you're right about defense. Uh, There's just not a quick fix. It's going to take like 
four to five more players to help this unit. Yeah, they're a little bit farther away, I think, based on what you're saying. And I don't disagree in terms of from a macro level. They're, way, they're a ways away from being a playoff team. Um, it's because, A, obviously, as we said earlier, Garoppolo got hurt. Uh, Brita, by the way, boy, what, what a great job of, of evaluation. I mean, I remember Brian Hoyer told me about him, training camp last year. I mean, my God, he's good, but he's hurt a lot. Uh, George Kittle, another gr- good job. I'll tell you what, they've done a really good job of evaluation offense. Defensively, I think you're, I, Salah is a good young coach, but you know, I know him. he and Kyle go back many, many years. But this thing's got to move forward. They, they've got to be better on defense. And I, personnel-wise, I'm just telling you, they've, they, they, they've got to get more impact players, and it's not going to happen in one draft. But I fully expect them to address this. Pass rushers and corners in the next draft, that'll be high, high on their priority. I kind of disagree with you on wide receiver. How you said earlier they'll be fine there because I think Kyle has put too much pressure on himself to elevate lower round draft picks around him. And guess what? Those lower round draft picks make mistakes. They they fumble the ball randomly. They, they're not perfect prospects. So I'm not saying they should trade a first rounder for Amari Cooper. They shouldn't do something that bold, but... They should look in the wide receiver market. It'll be Randall Cobb. And- well, in free agency, well, right, right. But remember, they have a ton of money under, under the cap for next year. I'm not saying that we didn't even get to free agency, but I'm just talking about in the draft. Yeah, they definitely use, you know, we'll see about Garcon if he can even play anymore next year. We'll see where he's got a knee injury. He's getting up there. Great veteran presence, got kind of guy you want to have around. They could probably use one more proven veteran who's got a couple good years left. But from a, from a developmental standpoint, they need playmakers at wide receiver. I'm not saying they don't, but the big issue for this football team is their defense. It's not their offense. Uh, Kyle can make the best out of the least. I don't even worry about that. Defensively, they're just so far away from being competitive defense, and it's, it's a personnel issue. They just need better players. Yeah, I mean, they only have three turnovers on defense this year. Like, they, they just aren't making plays. That's, not, that's a joke. I mean, it's, it's not going to work. They're, they're not around the ball. I, yeah, I think they might change the scheme. We'll see. I don't know about changing the scheme. I mean, Salah runs the scheme, the Seattle scheme. That's what he runs. That's why he got the job. Um, I think, you know, let's just, you know, look, they have plenty of time left here. Um, It's just not what they thought, but there's a lot of time left. And let's just see, you know, we'll we'll talk after the season and we'll see, we'll see how these guys perform in the second half, but it's certainly not been good enough. Yeah. I, I really want to know the national perspective kind of on John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Are they kind of getting totally absolved? They've had so many injury issues. As soon as Jimmy G went down, everyone's like, you know what? If they suck, they suck. It's year two out there. Or are people saying, hey, well, they're kind of messing some things up. They, they, they could have done better. Maybe it's in the middle. But I, I think there are some people out here a little frustrated. Obviously, it's, it's going to be the fourth straight 10-loss season. Now, that's Tom Sula, Chip Kelly, a bunch of people tied in there. Kyle, without that Jimmy G in December, he's something like two and, and 17. So it's just, and they've been close too. He is, the Niners are playing the most uh, games within a touchdown um, with any team in the league. So I, I, I am blaming them for, for messing up some of this roster, but part of me says they need a full year of Jimmy G before we can really evaluate them. Yeah, but you, you can't absolve them of everything. Certainly, um, I know if we're talking the Niners, they – they just – there are some defensive players that they liked. They were gone, and we don't know what their draft board looks like, but we, here's what we know. There are some players they just didn't have as a high grade on as other teams, and that's just the way it is. Um, that's not what fans want to hear, but that's just the reality of the NFL business. 
every team has a different draft board. They also run different schemes. And they were not going to reach for defensive players. That, that was my understanding. Although they badly needed them. And I, I strongly believe, I mean, th- this next year has got to be the impact year for defense. Uh, I just think that they don't have any choice. They've got to do that. To move this program along, which should be Kyle and John's third year. You know, talking to, I remember talking to John about it at a training camp. You know, to answer your question, John and Kyle, uh, their constant communication, Kyle, it's not a secret, has personnel control. But the way it works is they heavily discuss both players, and they, ha- they come to a decision, and Kyle's going to turn the card in, so to speak. That's it. But they're totally a lockstep. It's just that this is a program. I mean, they got six-year deals. This is not going to get turned around. The roster they inherited was so far away. I don't know. Everyone got excited like I did, uh, and I'm sure you did, after seeing Garoppolo come in there and go 5-0 and with the energy and all that. But there was a flawed roster. I mean, it, it, that's why even with Garoppolo and McKinnon, I thought they wouldn't be better than 8-8 and because I thought they, they had issues on defense. I, I, I must have said it, Kevin, to anyone who listened to me at training camp, and I said it at the top here. Who in the hell is going to rush the passer with this team? I don't have anyone. The only thing they didn't have, I thought. Yeah, they, they could have done something. They, they could have made a trade. We definitely have talked about that. I think Kyle's biggest mistake at the end of the year when we look back on this might be C.J. Beathard. He's up, and then he's down. He's up, and then he's down. Granted, third-round pick out of Iowa. Low expectations for him. Well, Green Bay – yeah, but hang on. The Green Bay game, that's the template now. The turnovers are ridiculous. This is not acceptable. But you see what the upside of this kid is. I mean, he clearly could be a very good backup. Um, you need to make a decision as a, a – a, you know, when you're Kyle Shanahan, can you coach this stuff out of him? Now, if you can't, then you have a decision to make after the season. If you think – that this stuff could be cleared up and, and cleaned up, then you can you, you continue to go with them as the backup next season. I mean, it, it, this is this is what the last half of the, this is what the half of the season is. You you can't just jump off a bridge. It's out. You can't do it. He's out. After the season's over, if they're if they're two and fourteen, there are going to be some decisions to make that we weren't probably expecting. Some defensive players might be out. Um, even that Jimmy's gone, you know, for the season, it, that would not be acceptable. The team has to be better than that, and. Spethard has definitely shown he could be he, he's got plenty of upside as a backup. I mean, there's no doubt. But as you alluded to, the 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 degree, the amount of turnovers to be minus 15 is embarrassing. You got to protect the ball better. And you know what? That's on Kyle. Like he's got as much as I think he's really good as a coach. You got to be better than that. Like this is not acceptable. And I think you made a fair point. There are a lot of young players. That's a really good point you made. Maybe bringing more veterans next season to make sure the stuff stops. This can't, you can't compete. I mean, history shows if you're in the minus territory, you lose like over 70% of the time. They're on pace for more turnovers than the 0-17 or 0-16 Browns last season. That can't happen. I mean, that cannot happen. That's bad. I think Kyle's yeah. the cool guy, and I don't think he gets on people very, very hard because that's just not his personality. I don't know that. Because I know people work with him, he definitely has a temper. So, but yeah, he seems mild mannered, like in training camp. Um, but I don't know. See, I made a mistake with Doug Peterson, the Eagles head coach who won the Super Bowl last season. I thought he was too mild mannered, but the players told me when he needed to, he got after him. So let, let's not just assume he's always like that. No, yeah, I'm I'm trying to guess what's going on with the turnovers. I'm just saying there's no accountability. Like players are. There has to be though, right? There has to be. I agree with you. There's Kyle cannot. It's not just benching. It, you got to get through to your guys. This is, this, is, this is nonsense. You can't, 
you can't have poor ball security. You you've got to you got to hold it closer. You, you, you high and tight. This just can't. You know, CJ Beathard got to be better. I mean, got to make better decisions. But you know, young quarterbacks, you you always ask them. You know, coaches always tell me, "What were you looking at? What were you saying?" And that's that's the stuff that's got to stop. They have an out in Jarek McKinnon's contract next year. They paid him one year, $10 million, and then there's kind of just team clause to jump out. If Breida gets his act together, stays healthy, and pounds the football, they're one of the top rushing teams in the league, do you see them just being like, ah, let's run with Breida, or because they have the cap room, let's bring Jet McKinnon back, let's see it with Jimmy G. Are, are they that married to him, or could they be willing to say, you know what, Let, let's ride with what we got, let's use that money somewhere else? Well, Breed has clearly shown me he can't be the guy just because of the injury history. He's narrow in his body. I, I, I know he's really talented, okay? He is a, he is a two-man backfield running back where you like to have someone a little bit bigger. He's not tall, but he's thick. Um, and McKinnon, by the way, he's short. He, the thing that teams told me about him and why that it was – it was, I know that the Jets were involved. The Bucks were involved. The Niners, I think, another team. Somebody can handle volume last year. Now the problem is we don't know come back from the ACL um, where he'll be and, and and how much he can handle next season. I, I think it's too early to say, Kevin. Okay, well, you know they they have the. I don't have. I'm driving, so I don't have the ability to look at his contract. I remember, I remember when I put out there kind of some of the stuff, you know, the, the injury and how it happened the last day of practice, you know, last practice, the last play of practice, and all that. Um, I just know from talking to the Niners, they want to see this thing through. So I don't, unless there's, unless Brita not only tears it up in a bit, in a, in a good way. And remember Tevin Coleman's on the last year of his deal. Kyle coached him in Atlanta and just from a system fit and Coleman's bigger, by the way, he's six foot one. He's unbelievable. What to talk about a great fit for Kyle or any team that wants to duel back. He'd be a great fit. But again, we're, we're, we're going way down the line. They, they may not even go that way. So let's not, you know, but I'm just saying to answer your question, there are a lot of ways they can go here uh, at running back. And, but again, running back and offense, other than, I, and I, you make a great point, maybe they bring in some veteran receivers. The, the, the thing is the defense, you, you're not going to compete with this, this defense. The way it is, this is not going to happen. And looking back on it now, trading for Khalil Mack, I guess would have been the only option. And then you're talking about giving up a top five pick because I think I think CJ Beathard is going to be closer to two and fourteen than he is six and ten. It, it's just not bouncing their way this season. They're, they're trying as hard as possible. They have some easy games coming up. It'll be Cardinals, Raiders, Giants. Two of those in prime time. I feel bad for the whole country having to watch that. But yeah. <laughs> Niners just in a really tough spot. The fans are still really engaged in the content. The roster building is still a big thing. Next year, I think it is a top five pick. I think the Broncos need a quarterback that bad. There's been talk here of swapping first round picks and, and getting Von Miller potentially as a pass rusher too. I uh, went to Raiders in uh, mid-August and I was dealing with the Clemac stuff. And I said, where's the sad? They're like, well, look, we're not shopping him. You know, we, I think he'll be here. And then... Um, a week before the, the trade, I called the Raiders and they said, look, uh, we're taking calls. Um, one really good team source says, look, we're not definitely keeping them. We'll, we'll see how this goes. I'm like, well, why is this changing? This is what John wants. John wants to see what's out there. I'm like, okay. So now Von Miller is a special football player. And you know what I love about Von Miller? He gets the unbelievable contract, huge contract. Still the great player. Okay. 
you know, just because he goes three games without a sack, I mean, people get real. Okay, he's dominant still. Um, sack sacks are individual plays. People also know another, another fact lost on fans. They just think like it's all about sacks. No, it's not. It's about everything, and he he does it really well. Um, I, I think what will happen the Bronco. If you're talking about the Broncos here, they they have not got to write a quarterback. Uh, this could, depending on who comes out, obviously Herbert of Oregon, and we'll at some other point, you know, we're 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 not even November yet. We'll get into quarterbacks, but you know, the Giants have learned the hard way. They they passed, you know, they passed on the ability to draft a franchise quarterback, and probably a mistake. Uh, when you don't have one, you're always looking for one, and and uh, Kyle Shanahan knew that, and that's why he went after Garoppolo. Wrapping up with Adam Kaplan here. What's the best case scenario for the 49ers to end the season? Is it Solomon Thomas emerging? Obviously, it's Ruben Foster getting back to the level he's at. It, can they be feeling good in December if C.J. Beathard wins a couple games, the defense turns it around? Or, as I've been saying, just let the wheels completely fall off the season. Go 2-14, and 14, be picking number three overall, have high draft picks in the second, third, fourth, fifth round. Just, just accept it. Like, you know, I mean, they had that aberration last year in, in December. Everyone was good. Now Jimmy Garoppolo's here. Everyone stinks. Like, I, I get it. You're trying to develop players. But I really do think, who cares? Just lose this year. Like, next year, everything will be completely different with Jimmy G. Yeah, but you, they're, they're in the – Kyle Kyle, and most coaches, not all of them. Some are just – some coaches aren't in developing players. They just want to win now, which is not the way, way you do it. You, you want to win now, but you also want to develop your roster. And I think Kyle's – Kyle is kind of like that, and for that kind of, that's really the, the way he was brought up in the game by his father and other people he looked up to. Um, they're in developmental business here. That, that they have all this cash. Uh, they, I think the first two years they've drafted fairly well, but defensively, again, guys have to be better, and there's just no excuse for it. And they have to be better. Uh, I think what would be the big view in December and January? Five or six wins. Look, the only game they really were not competitive, you could correct me, this last game they were not. They got smoked. I mean, th- this last game was not was not reflective, I think, of what you – know, the Green Bay game was terrific. I mean, that, that shocked me. I, I thought they were getting a blown out, and they – you know, C.J. played great. Other than the one mistake, and you could, you could make a decision who that was on, really. But fact of the matter is, uh, you, see, you see how they're capable of playing. Uh, on the road, to almost pull off a huge upset in Green Bay was very impressive. I think five or six wins, to sum it up, five or six wins. Yeah, Solomon Thomas playing well, getting Ruben Foster going, getting Weatherspoon going, just to start getting better. Now, we, we it's too early, Kevin, because we don't know which underclassmen are coming out. So we don't even know yet. Do you need to have a top three pick to get pass rushers? We don't, we don't, know, we don't know how good the pass rushers are going to be in this draft. So well, something we'll know in December. Yeah, Joey Bosa's been the big name everyone's been about. Adam Kaplan, yep. Yep. my guy, great to have you on. Great to get your perspective on the 49ers. Uh, we'll catch up again soon, my man. All right, man, you got it, man. Yo, Adam Kaplan is the man. I love the nuggets that he drops on there. I love the discussions that we had. He's calling out the defense. It's the same thing I started the podcast with here. Nine games left in the season. If the defense is playing poorly, you can't just say, oh, it's because Greg Maven's playing. Oh, it's because this guy's playing. Fingers are going to get pointed. I don't think heads will roll. Adam is pretty sure they're not going to change his Seattle scheme. They're not going to do anything drastic. Someone's got to be held accountable here. 
the defense should have been better than this. If Jimmy G was to be out for the season, 2-14 and 14 isn't acceptable. They've got to get turnovers. That is the freaking bottom line. Someone's got to step in front of a pass. This is the crazy part here. Adrian Colbert's out. Tarverius Moore played safety in college. He was not a deep ball safety all the time. He was kind of a roamer. Used him around the line of scrimmage a lot. He played a little bit of everything as Southern Miss. They're not even going to give him run at safety now. He's been focusing all of his time on corner. I think it's a fine decision because you don't want to keep juggling these guys back. But they drafted a safety and are playing him at corner. They drafted a corner and are now going to play DJ Reed at safety. They're doing stuff backwards a lot of the times it feels like. They missed out on really good draft prospects. C.J. Beathard is going to be is. He is who he is. He's going to be inconsistent. This defense has got to pick up the slack. Uh, damn, I, I got interrupted. The freaking delivery guy came here. Absolutely loving it. Being on this platform with you. Share this. Email this link out. It's a fun half an hour, twice a week. It's like going to a bar, grabbing a drink. We're hanging out, shooting the shit, talking Niners. At Mr. Underscore Kevin Jones on Twitter. What a terrible Twitter name. God damn it. I'm loving this, guys. Absolutely loving it. Building Blue Wire Pods. Listen to our other shows. Please. Not begging you. Just saying pretty please. Just do your thing. I listen to pods when I do chores. If I'm doing the dishes... I'm doing something I don't want to do. I live in a city. I walk around a lot, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I'm trying to give you more options. Spotify is for losers, bro. Don't listen to music. No, I'm just kidding. I, I love music. All right, I'm rambling now. Not even talking about the Cardinals game this weekend. At least it's not Patrick Peterson levels of depression, right? At least Richard Sherman's like, yo, trade me. I can't believe I came here. What the fuck was I thinking? The building is not going to get torn apart in any foreseeable future. Like, it would have to be year five, and I'd be like, wow, it just didn't work. They tried their best, but, like, at least that's not the problem. I respect Marcus Thompson a lot. Writing that article is tough. I don't know if I could have written an article calling out Derek Carr's toughness like that. It's a tough judgment call when you get info like that. I've definitely put info out there I wish I hadn't before it's a tough game players reputations coaches reputations are on the line I'm saying trust the Shanna plan by the way someone with that last name may have purchased those shirts not lying not trying to brag either but trust the Shanna plan this team's got to win games first I totally understand that they got to prove they can hit in the draft Adam Kaplan kind of Confirming what we've all known along, Kyle does have final say. If John Lynch makes the argument for why Kyle's wrong, Kyle's open to listening. It's not going to be his way or the highway. I thought it was interesting. Adam actually said Kyle got salty. I've known that he's thrown a, a pissy fitter before, but I mean, every head coach, every person does. There's a lot on Kyle's plate. Having final say, being the offensive coordinator and the head coach. That is a lot. Not advocating for him stepping back, but that could be a storyline. 
this time next season if they're not good. KJ Podcast. All right, my people. I think that's it. We will talk to you again Sunday night after the Cardinals game. I think they win. I think the 49ers are the next three games. This could actually be the easiest. They play better on the road. Played great against the Packers and Chargers and Chiefs and Vikings on the road. This is a decent road team. I think they beat the Cardinals 22-21. Crazy finish. All right, peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.